That's right. a great idea. I'm glad I brought this up. I should do this. I love how you were like, you gave me a great idea, but the thing you said was completely different than what I said. That's how that's how this works. That's how this thing works. You, that's, do you, that's a little yes and there for you. To all my thespians <laughs> out there. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. Uh, I put my all in it like no days off on a road. Let's travel. Never. All right, we're live, Sean. What are we? What are we talking about? You're kicking it off. Well, maybe you should introduce yourself. I don't even recognize you because it's New Year, New You. Am I right, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Save me, New Year. <laughs> <laughs> New Year, same shit as always. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing will change. I, I have, I didn't, I purposely didn't set any goals this year. I'm just gonna go with the flow. What? Well, wh- why? What do you? What do you think? Well, I want to talk about New Year's um, resolutions and stuff. At first, I have to apologize. We did not put out a lot of content over the last week or so. Normally, who cares? No big deal. And I thought, well, you know, this is good. Let's take a little break, spend time with the family. You're a new dad. I'm an existing dad. Let's just be quality home, home bodies here and fa- family men. Family first, right? But the thing is about family first is that the time I need podcasts the most is when I'm with my family. <laughs> this might sound crazy to people who aren't podcast people. But I know there's other people like me out there who you love your family. You spend a lot of time with your family, a little too much time sometimes with your family. You need these little mini breaks. Um, I was taking out the trash and I was uh, then I had to like walk my dog. And I was like, I went to my favorite podcaster's channel and they didn't have anything new for me. And I was like, damn, this is what I needed. I needed a little break from the family world just to go and escape. Who's your favorite podcaster? Um, I like Bill Simmons. He's it's because I like to just listen to basketball stuff or or sports things, and so I will. And I've been listening to him since I don't know two thousand and six or something. He's like the first podcaster I've ever heard. Um, so I have this familiarity built up, and when there's not a new episode, I hate it. And I realized we're that person for some people out there. We are there. <laughs> we are there. Uh, escape from family card or escape from the boring, you know, chore. And I know that it was holiday time, but I bet people needed us more and we weren't there. So next year we will be there. That's that's my commitment to you, guy out there who's who's run, has to run errands and deal with a bunch of BS. We should have just done reruns. Could we have done a rerun and it been all right? <laughs> just our voices, actually, just <laughs> ASMR of us saying nonsense, just gibberish for hours. Um, hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. There's no secret formula for customer service, but there is an all-new service hub from HubSpot, and it's bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible. You can free up your customer support reps' time with an AI-powered help desk, so you can easily support and grow your customer base. The secret's out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Did you, have you ever seen this Louis C.K. skit or, like, or one of his bits from his stand-up thing where he talks about being a dad? Now that, now that you're a dad, you're going to start to appreciate this one joke. It's not even that funny. You know, some people are like, it's so true. That's that's hilarious. This is yeah. just, it's so true. It's not even that hilarious. What do you say? He talks about, he's like, um, the greatest 30 seconds in the world. He's like, you know what the greatest 30 seconds in the world is? He's like, when you put your kid in the car and you, fuck, you get him into the car seat, you finally clip it all together and then you close the door and you have like 30 seconds while you're walking from their door back to your door. And that 30 seconds of silence and solitude is everything in life. And it's so true. 
this was the the first week that I experienced where I was like, oh, a break would be nice because <laughs> my my baby has been perfect mostly. But like she goes through like a week of growing and she'll cry more than normal. Mostly she doesn't cry at all. And I remember there was a day where she cried for like an hour and I was like, all right, I understand why, pe- why, <laughs> why people request breaks. Because before I was like, why would I ever want to leave this thing? I'm, I'm getting so much dopamine from it. Now it was the first time that I experienced a break. So I'm slowly understanding some of these things. Um, well, did you know how chill I am when my, uh, like our, our nanny will be like, oh, I'm sick or whatever. She calls out sick or, you know, oh, hey, my, my daughter's visiting from college. Can I have the day off? And dude, I get, I in my head I'm like yeah of course no problem but in my soul I'm like enraged I'm like how dare you make me spend all day with my kids how dare you how I have to look after my own like you know <laughs> this is a, an injustice that has happened to me that don't like, you feel now, guilt you don't feel guilt you're like the guilt being why am I so reliant on this person I experienced that a little bit because we have a night nurse uh, I, I'm past that I fully accepted that that is the way I need to live and that that is a necessity and actually a right of mine, a core, a core human right, an American right of mine. By the way, right up there next with aioli being just flavored mayonnaise, Night Nurse is beautiful rebranding. It's basically <laughs> just this young woman who I have no idea what her credentials really are, but she just like plays on her phone while she lays on the couch next to my daughter. And when she cries at this point now, it's only one night a week or one time a night, and she gives her a bottle and then just goes back to sleep. And I'm basically paying someone a full-time salary to live and sleep on my couch. And because we call it a nurse, I think there's some type of medical component. It ain't. There right. it, it, it's if it was not. called uh, if it was called like sleep sitter, and it's a babysitter, yeah. we just pay her, you know, to help with one 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 moment while we sleep. It'd feel a little different than night nurse. Yes, beautiful rebranding. By the way, I think that. The aioli for this has got to be au pair, by the way. Like, what a word. What a fantastic word. Okay, we can move on. Yeah, au pair is a, a beautiful one, too. By the way, do we, we're thinking about getting an au pair. And uh, I was like, wait, so we just get this like young 23-year-old who's just going to be living at our home? And it's kind of <laughs> weird. It's, it's pretty weird when you think about it. It's weird. Right. Okay, so now I want to talk about resolutions. So in the past do you do res- resolutions you said you didn't do it this year is that part of like chill mode yeah so 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 what i do is i have four categories and i named them all f's because it's cute so family fitness fun finances so i'll usually have a finance goal of like i want to make this much money i want to launch this thing do this that's Definitely a business thing friendship would be the last one and i was so excited for myself there but okay fit finances works too <laughs> that, that that's fun <laughs> That's the fun. It's the forgotten fifth F. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. So fun is like trips. I want to do this with friends, whatever. Family is, uh, you know, Sarah and I want to achieve this thing together. We want to communicate more. I don't know, whatever it is. And then uh, fitness is, you know, this much weight lifted, this whatever. Normally I do that. Right now I've not said it. And I'm said I'm going to do quarterly, but I'm not going to start it for another month. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm in the, I'm on the, I'm in the same boat. I have a very, very similar exercise that I do. I think mine are like, you know, work, play, uh, love and, you know, whatever fitness or health, you know, something like that. My branding is, is a lot better. You should do family fitness finance fun. Well, I just don't want to use your thing now. <laughs> I feel like, uh, oh, I'm going to do Sam's new Year's resolutions today. <laughs> just kill me now. All right. So, um, so, so I agree with what you normally do and I normally do the same, but I don't know why I had an extreme aversion to it this year. And so I looked up some alternatives 
to New Year's resolutions. The aversion, I think, came from a bunch of thread boys on Twitter. I think, honestly, there's just like a lot of content on Twitter right now of people being like, just wrapped up the annual plan, annual re- review of 2023 and my predictions and plans for 2024. And I was like, oh. Oh, uh, just is too much for me. I can't. I, I need to just get away from this. Yeah, and no one hits them. And and in general, I would say if I try to think of all right, what is what is the new stuff I'm going to do? It's such a small boy attitude to be like, yeah, I waited till the uh, I waited till the first to do the things I wanted to do. It's like no, I like anything I wanted to do, anything I realized I should do, a decision I just made in in that moment and started doing it immediately. I just did it on November 21st instead of. January 1st. And so I think so what general, are your alternatives? Okay. So a couple alternatives. You tell me if you like these or not. So saw this on TikTok. This is definitely such a, a sort of Gen Z approach to life. They go, New Year's resolutions, goals. Ugh. Hey, what are you, my dad? Bingo card. New Year's bingo card. So here's here's how a New Year's bingo card works. I, I don't know how many gr- things are on a new bingo grid. I think it's like 16 squares. So you just come up with 16... But also leave a couple blank if you can't think of them. Gen Z, that's how we roll. Um, <laughs> you just come up with some things that you might do this year. It's a maybe. It's a huh, huh. Might go, might go on a travel. Might go backpacking through Central America. Might not though. Um, might start dating somebody. Also find alone. And that's blank. You, you just come. You know, you come up with squares of things that might be fun to do this year. Got it. And then you just see if you do them. And if you do them, bingo. You just try to cr- you shade it in. You, you shade in the square and you see how you, you get a bingo card. And it's a low pressure vision, but it's like an actual little vision board. And I was like, I think I kind of like this. By the way, on my bingo card this year, if I were to do it, I they're in Houston. They're doing a zero G flight and it's five grand. And they take you up into this. Have you seen that? They take you up into like you a float. 747 that's like empty and it's like full of like pillows and you float for like 20 seconds at a time. That's going to be on my bingo card this year. I, I'm I'm scared of it, but and I so I might do it. Might do it. What an attitude. What a yeah. what a new <laughs> attitude. What a refreshing <laughs> attitude to the new year, right? So, the Gen Z bingo card. All right. Here's another one. This is comes from the uh, the psychology world. Here are my new year's anticipations. What? What is that? You just say things you're looking forward to this year. You just brainstorm. You just say Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that. That would be so fun. That would be amazing. And the reason why is the psychologists did a study and they found that actually more joy is derived from the anticipation of an event from versus the actual event itself. And like, I just had this with my kids for Christmas. Like we did the elf on the shelf thing. Um, and just in general, like they'll build the whole build up to Christmas day and the idea of Christmas morning and opening up all your presents, like. I got 25 days of joy out of that from them because the anticipation. And then on the day of, you know, they woke up, they started ripping presents open. They didn't even know which one to play, which toy to play with. And, uh, and it was over like an hour. And then they were like, okay, can we have cartoons with breakfast now? And I was like, yep. All right. I guess back to the routine. And, uh, and it was kind of done. And I just realized these people are right. New Year's anticipations might be a thing because instead of planning and committing like some, some, brute alpha saying i'm gonna do this you just say oh i can't wait to have x and x x experience i can't wait to do y and uh that that might be a little bit more more fulfilling what do you think eight 
All right, eight. I give that I'm an eight. That's pretty good. Seat. Wow. Okay. I thought you were pretty yeah. in on the bingo card. Uh, bingo card is cool. And I, you know, anytime you said, if you say I read a study that said this, it's like saying, it's like when a restaurant has a sign that says world's greatest cup of coffee. I have a rule that if I see a restaurant that says world's greatest blank, I always go to it. That's my rule. Because I think if you have the audacity to say that, then I will give you the, I'll, right. I'll try it. So that, that if you say, <laughs> yeah, so like uh, hearing someone say a study once said just makes me weak in the knees and gets right. me all hot bothered. So I'm but, into that. You know the funny thing, by the way? So I saw that and I was you, like, you didn't see a study on it. That, that's no, no, so I was like, who, oh, I was like, for the first time ever, I was like, yeah, I'll take the special, right? Like, you know, the waiter reads the specials. You never ordered the special. I was like, let me read the study. And I scrolled down and it said University of Scranton. And I was like, uh, <laughs> pretty sure that's a made up town from the office. Yeah. I don't think Scranton exists. And so, oh, oh, Dunder Mifflin came out with a study this year. So this is probably bullshit. But uh, nevertheless, that's that's where the study came from. All right. Here's another one. There's this guy on uh, on Twitter that's he's made his brand all around the idea of obsession. You know, this guy? No, <laughs> I, don't, I wish I the OCD guy. What, what's what is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like the good version of OCD. He's like, uh, anyway, he's all about being obsessed. And so he goes, he goes, my, he, instead of New Year's resolution, he goes, my year of obsession. He goes, I believe that a one year obsession can change your life. That's awesome. That's an awesome sentence, right? That's like a, actually a pretty powerful sentence. I'm in. I read it. I was like, I'm in. And I closed the tab. I was like, I don't even want to, anything else you say is going to make me like you less than that first sentence. Morgan Housel, had, the guy we had on, he had this great quote. He said, people don't remember books, they remember sentences. And right. I try to make like memorable sentences. That's a memorable sentence. That's a beautiful sentence. And I think that that is so true that one, one year of obsession really can change your life. If you just said, oh, this year, I'm going to be obsessed with X. And you just started to just rev up that engine of obsession. And whether it's around, you know, working out or it's around, um, having fun or it's around, you know, this company that you're going to start or whatever it is, creating content, whatever it is. I think that's just an amazing attitude. It's diff for some reason, it's different than a resolution. That's the best. I would even say the year of like identity where you, I mean, obsession is actually better, but it's like a year where you change your identity. I remember like, do you remember like three or four years ago when I was kind of pudgy and I was like, this is the year I become a fitness influencer. And I was joking, but I was like, I was going to, I was, I was going to make fitness part of my, my identity. Right. It's the same thing. Obsession, identity. It's, that's a that's beautiful. That's a beautiful sentence. That's a nine. That's a nine. Okay, you're in on that one. Um so, okay, another one. Forget forget looking forward. Do a new year's reflection. So and just forget the to the, the kind of to-do list of here's a bunch of promises I'm gonna break to myself, you know, like uh, which is what the new year's resolutions tend to be. Instead, just triple down on the reflection. So really take a walk down memory lane, open up your camera, go through your camera roll, go watch you know, January, February, March, April, write down what some of your, your best experiences were, you know, just do a little bit of a journal entry kind of to end the year. Um, send a few thank you notes uh, to people or moments or, um, you know, people who or, or, you know, experiences that you had with people just talking about how great they were or, you know, how much you appreciated having them. Um, Reflect on, you know, maybe it, everybody, I think everybody always says, um, oh man, I learned so much and I grew so much. And then if you ever say, awesome, what, what'd you learn? The writer's block occurs suddenly, uh, suddenly silence, silence sweeps over the room. Um, try to actually suss out like, what did I really learn? Um, and what were the big learning moments for me this year? This happened 
and my learning was X. And I did like a monster reflection exercise the other day. So fun. And I think that people should do this in a more intense way. Forget like the method, just, just do it in a more intense way. Just be like, I'm going to actually really try to dig in. So I've been doing that every year for a while and I would just put them in Google Docs. But now, so like if you're listening, you're listening, I don't know what day this will go live, but if you go to the anti-MBA.com, you'll see my reflection and the anti-MBA, that's just my personal blog. I barely ever share it. I don't give a shit who reads it. Um, not that many people read it because I don't really share it, but I started doing this publicly now just to reflect and my family will be able to read it in 10 or 30 years, which is awesome, right? Imagine when your mom was coming to India if, or coming from India, if she, instead of just telling you the stories, she, you could read her blog, what she thought then. And so I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, it's awesome. It's really fun. And it's awesome to go through your camera roll because your camera tells you exactly every month what's going on. Relationship hack learned for this from Tony Robbins. He's, he basically said once a month, he's like me and my, he's like, it's very easy with your wife to like, uh, or your, your partner and, and just to, to kind of like get, get into some routine where you're just like, mostly your focus and energy is in your work or your kids or your whatever. And like that kind of dating time is gone and people try to do to try to like you know reignite the spark with like oh it's date night tonight but like you're both kind of tired and you know you already have had a bunch of conversations not that much new stuff to share it's like hey what's new with you i don't know the same things you've been going through you know like well, we've been together my, my, my in-laws were in town and they were like hey sam and sarah do you guys want us to watch a baby and you could have a date night and we're like yeah but could our date night be we're just going to go upstairs and scroll on our phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great <laughs> sam's gonna turn on the bath and sarah's gonna leave the house <laughs> yeah like that, that, that was our version of date night so well, I have that all the time that, in that case. Uh, but but Tony Robbins said this. He does exercise called flooding, which is he's like... Real romantic. He's like, just sit down and basically um, open up the, you know, the camera roll or the videos and just watch together, um, you know, something from like a year ago or three years ago or whatever it is, and just kind of flood those memories um, together. And it will almost rebond you because you'll both... Exp- you'll both re-experience what you've already experienced. And um, it's a kind of like low, low bar way to, uh, it's sort of like the minimum dose you need to get like sort of a maximum impact in terms of how right. close you feel with somebody. And I, I, I've been doing that. It's, it's pretty awesome. Don't do it every month, but like I do it from time to time. You should blog this. Just play, create like a blog that no one, that you don't care if anyone reads and, and kind of force yourself to write on there. It, it's pretty awesome. But dude, whenever I write something, everybody reads it. It gets like super popular. <laughs> like, just don't I- share it. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, uh, you know, like I, you know, my big thing is I read a lot of history. It's crazy. People used to like journal and diary. Remember when you're a kid and I, someone told me about like having a diary. And I'm like, dude, that's what like chicks do. I'm not going to write a diary. Right. Now we're just going to rebrand it, call it blogging. And it's way more fun. You know, uh, uh, do I have it here? That's in the other room right now, but uh, I bought not like a journal because, you know, most journals are like very small and uh, that's great. But like actually writing in a journal can be kind of uh, it's kind of hard. It's kind of limited. I bought one of those artist sketch pads, like a huge, like thick cardstock canvas thing. This thing is amazing. It's an absolute pleasure to write on and draw on. I don't feel limited in any way. Um, way better than a journal. I, I really love this thing. I leave it on my desk most days and I just have it there. I can take notes on one side. I can scribble an idea on the other and it's just a, the idea of a sketch pad is just way better than these like <laughs> yeah but in 20 years your journals. kids are gonna be like 
why did dad just make these stupid S's with the six lines? Like, what is what is that? What is that uh, doodle? He keeps <laughs> it's a dumb S that everyone does. <laughs> like, why does he keep drawing cubes like over and over again? <laughs> Dude, there's no chance my kids care about what I was thinking when I was 35 years old. That's the reality. They will. Maybe one, maybe one day, one little thing. But uh, but no. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. It is a podcast that we want you to check out. It's called D2C Pod. It's hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas. It is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And this is a podcast about all things direct-to-consumer, D2C. It's e-commerce stores. It's how you optimize your brand. And they're talking with founders, marketers, and the platform creators about all kinds of things that you need to know for D2C. You know, website conversion, paid ads, Facebook ads, consumer trends, email marketing, if you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives. That I thought it's pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to D2C Pod wherever you get your podcasts. All right, last uh, last one here for New Year's. So we got the bingo card. We got anticipations. We got the obsession. We got the reflection. Um, the last one is just, this one's actually not, it's kind of the best one to end on, but the magic word. <laughs> and the magic oh. word is um, you pick a theme for really just the month. So you, you forget the year, year's too long. You just say, all right, January, my word, word of the month right now. The, the theme of this month is going to be um, uh, playful, flirting. I'm going to flirt with everybody, right? You just come up with whatever the word is. I'm going to take every situation. I'm going to try to infuse this word into it. Or <laughs> as, as often as I can, I'm going to try to have this be the theme, right? I actually Maybe think the, that's great. What's yours going to be? Just like pizza? That's what my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I think my ranch is insult, but yeah. <laughs> like, what doesn't get better with ranch? <laughs> ranch. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think January's is just carbs. Uh, no, I, I think do, magic word is good. Well, no matter which one of these New Year's you pick, uh, just remember January twelfth. January 12th is National Quitters Day. It's the second Friday after the new year. By that time, I think like more than half of people have completely abandoned their really? thing. I saw the guy who, the founder of that, that company, Slice Pizza, they're like a, yeah. a nationwide like pizza delivery thing. He's like, uh, he, he said something like January 12th, 2015. He's like, um, he's like, hey, sales will be down for the next two weeks. But then our biggest day of the year is coming. <laughs> he's like, is that real? Like, Super Super Bowl of pizza delivery is on National Quitters Day when people give up on their uh, on their diets by the second week of January and they move on. So yeah, that that is what it is. Second Friday of, of Jan. That company, by the way, is killing it. Who would have thought? Who? Uh, not I. Not I is the answer. Not I. <laughs> not I. Um, all right, let me bring up a juicy topic. I got a big juicy one. I got one that when I was researching this, I kept giggling and I kept laughing. As a bystander, this topic, it, it, is, it is awesome. It has made me so happy. And that, let me explain why. So I, I've got this friend. I met him in Hampton. I think he said that you knew him through one of his software companies. Uh, he, did software some, company. he won some contest we did. His name is Spencer Scott, and he owns two software companies. The software company that I think he spoke to us about, it's pretty funny. You go to like your website. So for in our case, let's say mfmpod.com, and you could see who's on your website, and you could video call with them, and it just pops up and it says, hey, you in Austin, if you have any questions, I'm here in real time. You can ask me questions, whatever. He's got these software companies. I think they probably do four or $500,000 a year in revenue. He makes a great living. Well, something happened to him, and the way that he reacted to this it's just hilarious. So Spencer lives outside of Dallas. 
And apparently there is an issue where the trash collectors come and they leave their trash bins like they come and pick up the bins and they leave them like all over the place. And so seeing that he's like a scrappy entrepreneur, he went on. I'm looking at a photo of that. Like we should post a photo of this on the YouTube channel. There's somebody's uh, trash can. like one looks like it got in a world star hip hop fight. It just got beat up. It's on the ground. Another one is just at the neighbor's lawn. (laughs) And then one is where it's supposed to be. And he's like, this is how they left my trash again today. <laughs> and it makes and it made the neighbors really angry. Apparently, people he had heard like people complain about this. And so the the group, I guess it's a uh, is it called Wiley, Texas? Page Wiley, Texas. Yeah, it says he like makes, whatever whatever his neighborhood is, like residence, and then it's in in the little town that he's in. And he explains this like in a really funny way. He goes, "We've got." My my new my neighborhood. It's supposed to be one of these fancy neighborhood gated. Uh, 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 it's a gated community. We've got twenty four hour security. Hell, we even have 48, 48 hour security. If you take <laughs> into account all the Karens that live in my neighborhood and report stuff, like we're just <laughs> full of security. And yet our trash. It's just so uh, annoying that once a week the the company picks it up and our cans are left all over the place. So he makes a Facebook post in the neighborhood group and he says, "Hey neighbors, is anyone open to switching trash ser- services to a better option?" My wife and I are mildly frustrated with cards, and we've made jokes that we feel we are like unpaid employees. Every week, we play a fun game of Where's Waldo trying to find our trash cans, which are either in the ditch or hidden in our neighbor's yards, whatever. And then uh, 150 people commented on that. And so this guy, uh, Spencer Scott, he calls himself, he's like a Jehovah's Witness of B2B sales. Apparently, before he started a (laughs) software company, he would go door to door selling internet services or uh, uh, I think phone lines, things like that. So he's just like a like a door-to-door sales guy. Then he got into software and he's a pretty scrappy guy. And he goes, hell, I think I'm going to do this. He finds out that the trash company is actually charging something like 50 bucks a month for 300 houses. He does the math. He goes, this is kind of interesting. And so he starts sending an email <laughs> or uh, so he makes a new post in the Facebook group. And listen to this. He goes, in order for this to work, we need 200 houses to sign up and commit to switching vendors. I, and this is a great post, by the way. I know this is a huge ass, and you're going you're gonna to be taking on a risk on a new startup. But I can assure you, we're going to be light years better than cards. And this is the good part. If we aren't, I'm sure they'll take us back. I've got everything lined up, including two advisors who have been in the industry for years. What do you say? You want to help us start, start a trash company with me? And so he creates this website where he just Googled like referral programs. And I linked to the website where Tim Ferriss, he actually made a blog post where he talked about Harry's, their, their pre-launch uh, strategy. And so he made this account. If you go to his website, his website is... Uh, uh, is it LoneStarTrash.com? Great uh, name, by the way. It's hilarious, this website. And so if you refer a new customer, you get a t-shirt. If you refer 10 customers, you get uh, one free month of trash pickup. And so within like 24, 48 hours, he sets up a Stripe... Uh, uh, a Stripe account, he collects $15,000 in sales. And so with that $15,000, he says, shit, I'm in business. He goes out and he buys 200 trash bins because that's, I guess, how many customers he got for month one. And there's a picture of all these trash bins <laughs> in his driveway. Then he goes on Facebook Marketplace, searches like within 500 miles, and he finds a trash, uh, like a trash garbage truck for sale for 40 grand. Apparently... Amex. I didn't know they allow this, but they give you a line of credit up to 60 or 80 grand for 7% interest. He uses that and he buys this truck without ever seeing it. So he calls the guy and he's like, hey, do a FaceTime with me, whatever. Spends two grand, gets this truck shipped to his house. 
Now he's in business and tomorrow is his first day in business. And he's tomorrow. got two tomorrow. <laughs> he's got to get up at 4 a.m. It's one you, day a week. It's you one gotta day go a week. with him. <laughs> I'm gonna go with him. Not tomorrow, but over the next uh, few weeks, we're gonna. I'm gonna get a video crew. I think we gotta go do this. But this guy has started a uh, trash can or a trash business, and so and so. Let me see. I have his math here. He was like, I think a bad year is gonna be about 150 grand in revenue. I think a decent year will be 250, and I think a great year will be 350. And if it works well, I'll expand to new regions, and it's crazy fascinating that he's doing this and he's doing it mostly in public where he's like tweeting out all the stuff that he's doing and it's just so funny that this guy's doing this because he's like making a joke about it so for example he bought hoodies for himself and i guess the one employee he has <laughs> and this what's the t-shirt say it says it uh, says uh, it says great days start with a good dump <laughs> <Picture of his garbage. laughs> and I, I had him like interview for uh to get information for this pod i asked him all these questions and i wrote them down and he's taking a very technical like techie analysis toward this he's like look at the search uh the seo for the largest company waste management they have this many pages but the second uh highest in the country only has 650 pages i think i could rank there by doing x y and z and it's crazy fascinating and get this so one truck holds i gotta remember this one truck holds 200 bins worth of trash and those 200 bins worth of trash cost $250 to dump. So the costs are going to be the the truck, the cans, which eventually pay off pretty quickly, and then labor. So right. it's a pretty fascinating business and I cannot believe that he just went all in on this and he's making it happen. <laughs> I appreciate people who do this so Me much. We I love this story and I feel very invested in this. I've invested in a lot of companies but I feel invested in this. I need this to work. Lone Star Trash. I feel like we should single-handedly pump this. And to all listeners in the, uh, where is he, Dallas? He's uh, 30 minutes outside of Dallas. And he explicitly said, he goes, when you talk about this pod on the pod, I'm afraid that too many people are going to go to my website and there's a buy now button. And I'm just going to have to like go through all the work of refunding them and telling them we can't service them. So I have to remind people he is only servicing one region. Right. But he's like, he says, my neighborhood has, um, I think, three, uh, 400 houses, and then there's 400 houses in the sister neighborhood. He says the trash collecting company is currently charging $33 per month per bin. So most houses have two bins, so it's 66 bucks a month. So let's just do the math here. 66 bucks a month, just his neighborhood, that's 26 k a month, 316000 a year. Double it for, for both, and that's like sort of 600 grand of potential revenue if he got everybody to switch. Of course, not going to get everybody to switch, but I do think he could do pretty well. So here's, should we brainstorm a few marketing tactics for well, him? But it's actually could be potentially bigger than than we think. So he goes, he goes, I he goes, I talked. He goes, basically, I went and went on Facebook Marketplace and I found all these trash guys uh, who are selling these trucks, and I just played dumb with them. I was like. He's like, I didn't even play dumb. I am dumb. I don't know anything about this. And so he makes friends with all these guys on Facebook Marketplace who are selling trucks. And he's like, I fly up there and I meet one of them. And he's like, this guy is in Oklahoma. You would think that he's just a country bumpkin. His business did $9 million in revenue, $2 million in profit. He owns a plane that he flies around in. And he starts talking to these guys. And he learns that there's a small town, McKinney, which is north of Dallas. I guess it's a small city. Uh, they, they just went out to bid for them to get a new trash collector. It was 50,000 houses and the contract is $20 million a year. And that's a, a relatively small region outside of right. Dallas. So it potentially could be bigger. And we know, uh, we've talked about Wayne Hazinga, a billionaire who started um, 
AutoNation, Blockbuster, and Waste Management. Now he used to own the Florida Panthers. And then we talked about Bradley Jacobs, who's a multi-billionaire, who started also with trash businesses. Maybe it could be bigger than we think. Well, Spencer, if you're listening to this, which I, I'd be stunned if you didn't listen to this giant segment about your company. Me and Sam, we haven't talked about this. I don't know if Sam's cool with this. But we're going to buy your next truck for you, sir. <laughs> we're going to invest in your company and we will fund your next truck. And that will be the MFM trash truck. How many other podcasts do you know that will have their own trash? Dude, trash I truck? would 100. I would I would I would put up 20 grand to exactly. We're, we're both in for 20 grand. We'll buy the next 40K truck whenever he's ready to, to expand this. We'll come in at a low valuation here. Right. Give us a, you know, five hundred thousand dollar valuation. And uh, we, as this podcast, will then single-handedly promote this neighborhood by neighborhood as you expand. <laughs> but I think you should do a couple of things. So here's a few free marketing ideas for him. Do you know, can you design the, the bins? Like, could he paint the bins? Could he color the bins in a different way or, or design them so that if you're using this trash company, your bins will look different? I don't see why not. I mean, like a bright pink one or something. Like the lift mustache back in the day. Remember when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you would go through San Francisco and you'd see these cars driving with this fluffy mustache on it. You're like, what the heck is that? And then somebody would have to tell you, right? It, it was so weird. You had to ask, what is that? And then as soon as somebody knew, they were happy to tell you, oh, that's Lyft. It's a ride sharing company. You could actually just request a ride on your phone. And then a, the driver will show up like that. That's his car. He puts the mustache on it. That means he's a taxi. And it's like, whoa, okay, interesting. And the lift, I have a lift mustache right here. I admired this marketing tactic so much. I stole a mustache off a car and I have this thing. <laughs> and so, so. You'll have to have like, um, he could have like, he could paint like cookies on, on the bin and then the truck will look like Cookie Monster or something where it's like silly when it like goes into exactly. the truck. The truck and the, the bins need to become his marketing assets. And so the bins should look like you've made a choice that you have decided to go with the local provider who's all about service, that's has fun, blah, 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 right? So make the bins fun and interesting in some way. Great idea. First step. Um, second step, he should go around and basically fly after that other company puts bins out. And, uh, you know, let's say they're knocked over or they're in the wrong spot. He should put a little thing that says, we would never do this to you. Uh, we're a new company started by a guy who lives here. I was so frustrated. And tell your little founder story. Put it as a slip inside of every trash bin because um, you're, you're really just marketing in this 400 house radius, right? So pretty easy. Next thing. I don't know if you know this, Sam. Kids love garbage trucks. Yeah. Garbage trucks, fire trucks. They just love them. So take the truck on tour. Like the Wiener Mobile. Do you remember that? The Oscar Mayer <laughs> yeah, Wiener Mobile? Yeah, exactly. They would go to school. Exactly. This is the Oscar Mayer play, playbook. And so in our town, uh, the fire department for Christmas, they always like, they'll bring the fire truck out. They'll like play music off it. They'll put a Santa on top. Do the same thing. Every holiday, you're putting the, your, your truck's going to drive around. It's going to be themed and it's going to like, you know, create an occasion for the fact, like when, my, when a garbage truck comes outside here, I grab my kids and we run outside because they love to see it. They love to see it, pick up the trash, whatever. And so use, do something that's going to get the kids to do it. So for example, uh, go around, uh, let the kids ride in the truck or, or drive the truck or something like that. Uh, or let everybody get out their hose and wash the truck. So you can like spray your hose at the truck while it's going by. Create something that's going to get kids excited to see it. If family's excited to see it so that they know who you are, tell your story. Um, so I think if he does this, he could literally get like 80% of the neighborhood on board because the other trash company does no marketing whatsoever. And it sounds like they're not doing a great job. There's a little bit of an opening here to, uh, to go in and, and, and 
sell a better service. I think it's just fascinating. I think that like, obviously the margins are going to be way worse than software, but you have a recurring element here. Um, every, I mean, the, the size of the market is every home in America. Uh, and also like just somebody's doing like, you remember how we talked about pinks pinks was a window cleaning company. Yep. And for some reason they just have cool hats and people have yep. their hats. They sent, they sent me one. I wear it. It's awesome. The, like what he's doing with <laughs> great days start with a good dump, like that little silly stuff or like the fact right. that his website is kind of funny and how it has a, a affiliate program. It's, this is brilliant. I do think he's missing that branding though in the, tr the tr there's no like, uh, like, you know, pinks <laughs> is, is got its, its color. It's got its name. It's got whatever. Uh, there's like the two guys in a truck kind of like moving company. That's another good one where it's like, you know, two, two dudes in a truck. He needs something like that. Yeah, but uh, keep in mind, I'm pretty sure he started this three weeks ago. Uh, so he's like, he's like, look, why didn't everything figured out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I decided this was my mission eight weeks ago. I'm all in. Like, just you know, you can't stop me now. Also, we'll crowdsource this, dude. If there's a design agency that listens to the pod, you need to do a free, a pro bono, free full branding. I mean, you know, where's Red Antler? Red Antler, I need you to do take on this project for free in exchange for marketing collateral that you did this truck, this, uh, this trash company, uh, this local trash company in Texas branding. We need a design company to let's crowdsource all everything we need to make this happen. And he said, uh, so I had him fill this out on 1215. He goes, I came up with this idea 60 days ago. So what's that? That's, uh, a, so, uh, in October 15th, he came up with the idea, uh, and then he got customers that fast. I, I just can't believe this. It's just so funny. And he's got all these pictures of all these bins in front of his house of him and his wife cleaning the bins. Uh, it's it's just, this is art. Also, TikTok. He needs to go on TikTok and tell the story. I don't know if you've seen, but like, uh, so somebody posted this TikTok the other day. They go, oh, you're worried about, um, oh, like, you know, you want to start posting on TikTok, but you're worried, oh, what do I have to say? Or how do I look? Or whatever. And the woman goes, do you know what I watch on this app? I watch, <laughs> I watch guys cut sand. I watch women clean houses. I watch, yeah. and it's like, I watch a massage therapist. I don't even get the massage. I watch other people get massages. Dude, it's like, I watch chiropractors and fruit getting crushed. Yeah, cracking necks <laughs> and opening up avocados. Like, you know, you know, what are you waiting for? And I think that is a, a uh, you know, Mark Andreessen did It's Time to Build as this rally cry. <laughs> uh, there's like the equivalent one of like, do you know what I watch? <laughs> I'll watch anything is the rally cry on TikTok. And I think he's got to tell the story of like this dad, this father of two who got so annoyed with his trash company that he's just decided like, all right, F it, I'm doing this. He says that he goes, his goal is uh, 24 customers in less than 18 months, which is around a, a million dollars in ARR. Uh, he said he's going to hit a thousand cup customers in the first six months. And his first day driving the truck, he's, he goes, I screwed around with it a little bit to test it out. Uh, but I really like am just getting going tomorrow for the first time. And then listen to this. Listen to this guy's humor. He goes, <laughs> I go, are you looking to hire for certain positions? He goes, yeah. In fact, as, I, as I'm typing this, I'm sitting at the bar at Dave & Buster's watching adults play the claw game. Anyone who wins, I slipped in my biz card and give them an invite to make $20 an hour driving my trash trucks. Uh, this guy, <laughs> he's great, man. <laughs> he's great. He's great. He's, uh, he's full of humor. This is awesome. This is a, a really cool thing that he started as just like a stupid idea, but it's got legs. And I think that this is going to be awesome. This can make, because I think Spencer also wants a bit of, 
a bit of fame, a little bit of content fame. Of course. Like, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, not just that. I think he, uh, you know, from meeting him, I think he has an urge that I have, a very primal urge inside, which is like, I just want to live, like, I just want to do something different with my life. You know, yeah. like, I just want to do something different than the, like, path. Like, okay, I get it. I could do the path. But I really don't want to just do the path. I think Spencer has this, which is what leads somebody to do something like this. And I, my, it sounds like he's already pretty all in, but triple down, go even further all in, rebrand yourself as trash daddy, tell your story to the world, like do the unnecessary, like, you know, every Sunday have a theme, uh, you know, like remember how Goggin used to do this with Sprig? He used to put a truffle in every box. Like, you know, every time you ordered, you get a little chocolate truffle with it. Like just keep coming up with surprise and delight ways to go uh, do the absolute unnecessary because that's what people pay attention to the things yeah like leaving a toy trash truck in people's mailbox or something like that sam brilliant (laughs) i should be doing this frankly this is this is my type of business get out of the way (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he's the ryan graves i'm the travis kalanick i need to take this thing over uh this needs to be my business Hey, his ass on the. (laughs) 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 No, I think this is awesome. So, what's his handle? His just if you look up Spencer Scott, I think his handle is AKA Spencer Scott um, on Twitter. This is going to be a really fun journey for us to follow along, and we're early in the we're early on this, and we're going to help make this a thing. This is awesome. By the way, Spencer, if you're listening, holler at us. I I know I talked to you about this before, but now it's public record. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, wow, what a segment. What a way to start off the new year. That was that was amazing. That's what this podcast is all about. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, finding cool stuff. All right, I wanted to tell you another just like fun product real quick. This is a quick one. Click this link to this thing, Birdie. Birdie.design is the name of it. Dude, I can't tell if these things are popular. Like, is this like a yellow cab where like I've noticed one and they're everywhere or have they always been everywhere? We talked about the, this type of stuff a while ago. Uh, it's everywhere now. I've, de- I've never seen one. You've seen one of these in real life? No. Well, go ahead and explain what it is. Okay, so I'll explain it into the context, into context of this. One of the, the running jokes on the pod is that a, a completely valid business model is just X beautifully done. <laughs> and if you're pitching somebody, you really don't even have to say much more than that. You're like, what if it was just headphones, but just really well done? And everyone else or will a, nod. Or like, a thermostat. Just I, a thermostat. You can't argue with somebody who is just saying, we're just not going to do it. You know, all the bad ways you could do this. We're not going to do any of those. Just beautifully done. It's, and Nest is a thermostat that's just, it's just beautifully done. This is an air, qual- air quality monitor that is beautifully done. So go to birdie.design and you'll see it. It's this white circle with a small yellow bird, like the Twitter old Twitter logo. And when it's it's like uh, when it's pointed up like a cuckoo clock, that means the quality is good. If the air quality in your house ever drops, rather than you know beeping like an annoying smoke alarm or having tons of numbers and and strange colors, and you're like, oh god, you get stressed out. The bird just changes positions just to tell you that, hey, the air quality is not great right now. And then you look in your app and it'll tell you all about it. So this thing is awesome. I think it's big in Europe. It's not actually, they're like just now, like, actually, I don't know if this is true, but they're expanding to the, to the States now. I think it's bigger in Europe. I think this is a fantastic idea. Beautiful website. The currency is DKK. What's DKK? Um, Some type of monopoly money. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do Danish it. krone. 
<laughs> ah, Kroner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> so yeah, this thing cost 2000 DKK, an unknown amount of dollars. Uh, $300. $300. That's 300 It's beautiful. It's a piece of art. It's wonderful. So we talked about this with Steph Smith. Steph Smith said that these air quality control like monitors, they're going to she she said they're going to explode. She's and then she went on and said, uh, uh, she goes, I predict that the subreddit called air quality is going to be the next big thing. It only has 4000 subs, but it's been doubling every six months. And I think that um, with wildfires and all this other stuff, that air quality control is going to become a huge thing. And I keep seeing people tweet this constantly. They have these little digital meters. And yep. I don't know what the measurement is, but they say CO2 is this number. And it looks like a little digital clock. And they're everywhere, man. People are traveling with them. I'm seeing this everywhere now that she told us about this. Yes, exactly. So she was saying like, you know, she's like, I noticed that sleep or slash sleep quality went through this crazy trend over the last like, you know, four years where sleep became like, you know, the Vogue kind of health trend. And um, she's like, I think air quality is going to be next. Look at the growth of the of the air quality subreddit the products on Amazon that are there. And it's kind of like an immature space. And I think this is a wonderful, beautiful product design for a product that's that's in that space. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Amazon ratings right now. I mean, some of these products have tens of thousands of reviews. Um, this is going to be a thing, man. This is going to be like the next version of Ring, I think, uh, these air quality controls. But the thing about it is, I don't know if this is pseudoscience. Like, like I don't know the truth of... Is Are you the, willing like, to bet your life on it? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's no. the beauty of these products, right? Th that's like, the beauty. Is it's like a dog vitamin. It's like I don't fucking know if this works. Like, right. but like I'll buy that insurance. Like, right. but don't you love your dog? Yeah. <laughs> how do I get CO two out of my house? I can tell you. I don't know. Breathe less. I, I don't know. Right. Remove the car from the living room. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's, it's coming from me. I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> don't fart outside. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know how to do it. But when I see it, I'm like. That sounds important. It's like the word leaky gut or a juice cleanse. They're like, well, if you right. use those words, I guess I have to do it. <laughs> right. I don't know if I have leaky gut, but I sure as hell uh, am willing to like take any product that will stop it, <laughs> you know, just in case. More MFM in just a minute. First, let me tell you about one of the joys in my life, and that is a virtual assistant. You know, here's the scenario. I'm running my companies. I spend 30% of my time just doing random bullshit. The stuff that has to get done but it's not creativity. It doesn't require me and it doesn't add a bunch of value to the business. It's just stuff. And so that stuff is what a virtual assistant does. So having a virtual assistant is a no-brainer, whether it's travel booking, email inbox, or just knocking stuff off your personal to-do list that would have just lingered there forever. I think it's a no-brainer. If you're a business owner, you should definitely do it. I think one of the best places to find an assistant is Shepard. So go to supportshepherd.com. Super affordable. It's something that um, you know you don't need to have the biggest business ever, be the biggest big shot in order to afford it. So it's amazing. Go to supportshepherd.com, check them out, and tell them I sent you. They'll take good care of you if you do that. So supportshepherd.com, check it out. All right, let's get back to the pod. Um, all right, I've got one more quick thing. Yeah, you go. I need some advice. Hmm. So I own a Facebook group. You know, one of my hobbies is I have Facebook groups. I'm one of the only people that, that actually do that. I actually have three or four. I've got a couple that are in the 60 and 70,000 range. But I have one that when trends shut down, I just posted in there and I said, um, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but here's a Facebook group. I call it, uh, I actually am not going to say the name of it because I don't want to get flooded with new people joining. And I just said, uh, this Facebook group is going to close down. I just made a new one. You guys can all hang out in there. It's got 3,000 members. 
most of them are people who have small businesses doing hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's mostly like those types, that, that size of business. I have no intention to monetize it. But I wouldn't be lying if in the back of my head, I'm just thinking, this could be something. I'm missing out here. <laughs> the group has a lot of um, traction. People post every single day. Are you a member of it? Uh, I think, what, what did you call it? Uh, let's, let's give it a plug. You want to give it a plug or you don't want to give it a plug? It's called... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible name. I think it's a hilarious name. And it's in the tagline is shipping products with the bold, fast, fun energy. It's a community of people who build and talk business that are bold, fast, fun. The artists formerly known as Trends were a pirate ship of people who care about talking nerdy business stuff, showing up projects, asking questions and commiserating with their fellow pirates. And mostly because Trends kicked us out and we're a bunch of D-gens who need a place to go to. Uh, right. And so I created this group. It's got 3,000 members, dozens of posts per day. If I wanted to monetize this, which I, I actually am not sure I will uh, because I don't want to work on it. What would you do? The real answer is kind of a boring answer. I would absolutely not bother monetizing this. I'm not going to. There's a 1% chance. some reason why. You have an incredible business that you already you know, own and can focus on. Any ounce in my, of mindshare and timeshare that you spend on not that business on some really secondary business is dumb and wasted. I agree. So I agree. That's the first thing. But, but, but we are a podcast where we talk about stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. So for, for <laughs> the sake of argument, I'll tell you what you could do. So I do think you should probably should have called it something like the artist formerly known as Trends. I think that's like a better, uh, better name. I think you could simply reboot Trends. That's the first simple, obvious idea, right? So uh, let's, not, let's not, you know, overcomplicate things. People liked trends. These are people that already were in trends and paying customers of trends. Trends is now free slash like, you know, different, let's just say. So there's an opportunity to do this. I actually think this is true about many businesses. There is this window, like, I don't know, three years after a company has been acquired where you can literally just start the same company again. This, uh, this is so common. I see this all the time. People can literally build the same company. and re The guy we sold the milk road to, he did the same thing. He built a company, sold it for $45 million, and then he built the same company, sold it again to 40, for another $45 million to the same company. And then finally, they were like, hey, um, non-compete this time. Like, you can't do this again to us. And um, people really, really underestimate how much you can do this, especially a few years after a company's been a product's been acquired, because by that time, the team has changed, the product's been folded in, you know, like a whole bunch of stuff has, has gone awry. So I think that's the easiest thing you can do. I believe they shut down trends because I think it had 500,000 people on the list, on the email list. And HubSpot was like, dude, like trends charges $300 a year. It probably makes, I don't know what it made, but let's say five or $6 million a year. Um, and we have 400,000 people saying they're interested, but haven't bought it yet. We can make way more money just making it free. And right. a portion of them will buy our software. And so, but like many entrepreneurs would be like, yeah, but $5 million or $6 million a year with two people running it. That's pretty dope. I would like right. that as well. <laughs> the, the next thing uh, is I think you could use it for growing Hampton. So uh, the way that Y Combinator uses Hacker News. So Paul Graham basically creates Hacker News. Hacker News becomes the most popular forum or message board for developers. And, um, you know, he could have been like, guys, we've got to do a job board. And then we got to like, you know, do sponsored posts. And then we got to make a paid tier. That paid tier is going to have certain permissions. He's like, no, no, no. I already have one of the best business models in the world where 
YC can basically invest in young hackers for like, you know, at that time they were giving you like $18,000 for 6% of your company or something like that. Um, All he needed to do was just keep the thing free and keep it awesome so that it became just like a, um, an, an asset, you know, just a, a marketing asset out there for YC that existed for YC. And I think that that was the right move. And that's what I would do if I was you for Hampton. You've given me ideas. So look, here's how I think about some of these small projects. I think I don't want to spend a second doing it. But what I love about little projects like this is there's people in my family. There's people who I'm friends with. I'm like, I don't want to spend a second doing this but I will give this to you as long as you keep it awesome and it makes a little bit of money for yourself. You can just pay yourself with all that money. I don't care. But as long as this thing lives and it's great, I don't need to make a cent from it. Right. I think what I can do is make this um, a thing where the community stays amazing. And once or twice a month, I can have a sponsor that pays a small enough salary f- for the person running it to make, uh, to make a living while keeping the community great. That's right. a great idea. I'm glad I brought this up. I should do this. I love how you were like, you gave me a great idea, but the thing you said was completely different than what I said. That's how, that's how this works. That's how this thing works. You, that's, do you, that's a little yes and there for you. To all my <laughs> thespians out there. Sam just yes anded with a huge <laughs> leap. <laughs> Didn't you say sponsored? Yeah, yeah, I said the word sponsor. Oh, you're talking about, about job posts on Hacker News. That's why I, I was saying one to the other. what Paul Graham didn't do. <laughs> and then you go, that's what I, sh-. you stopped listening. And then you said sponsorships. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend any more than 10 minutes a month on this thing. I'm not actually going to do anything, but it is fun. This is the point of the podcast is to think about this stuff. We'll see what happens. But I'm not personally going to spend a second with this. But you know what I mean? All these young bloods that we have in our crew who I would love to work with in some capacity and I don't have an option to work with them or something. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, I'm just... (laughs) 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 I'm going to start doing yes and (laughs) to my wife that says like, hey, let's go do this. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) And we're going to... Do it differently than what you said. We're going to do what I said instead. <laughs> yes, Sam is my new thing. Yeah, that's a great idea. And also, at that time, we're going to do this other thing. Like, you're like, what do you got to eat for dinner? And I'm like, well, I had Thai for lunch, so not that. You're like, Thai? That's a great idea. I'm so glad you said Thai. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. I'm going to yes say the shit out of people from now on. <laughs> um, well, the beautiful, la- the beautiful thing about yes anding people is uh, instead of ar- they can't like argue with you because you're like, ooh, are you trying to be a buzzkill and not yes and here? Are you trying to like stop our flow? <laughs> They're like, oh, I guess I got to go with this. It's not going the direction I want, but I guess. <laughs> uh, last thing. You have Camp MFM coming up on Wednesday. I had to bow out because I'm committed to this whole this whole being a parent thing, you know, whatever that thing is. <laughs> the whole this all, you know, being a person dad and all that nonsense. I'm committed to it. I saw the flyer you made for it, and I did I did not have any FOMO until I saw that the Airbnb founder is going. In particular, the Airbnb founder who interviewed me for my job at Airbnb and then fired me four days later, one day before I was supposed to start. He's going. And I would have loved to have gone to see that guy. He, uh, he, By the way, he fired me for just cause. He was right. I was wrong. 
why um how did you get him ben ben is the easy answer so we we went into camp mfm this year with a a fresh mindset, new year, new us. And, and Camp uh, MFM is basically Sean and Ben. You went and found last year, or we did two years ago, 15 people, including Mr. Beast, maybe 20 people. You last year we went to a kind of a crummy house that was just huge. And you somehow got us all Nikes and then we went like basketball shoes. And then we went and like played Your basketball. version of the story sucks. Here's what happened. Last year. <laughs> Let me just yes and you real quick. So, <laughs> so yes, but completely different. Last year, um, Ben was like, why don't you host an event? Why don't you host like a, a conference or something like that? There's so many people that were, you know, are in the kind of podcast <laughs> audience, Twitter audience that would love to come. I said, yes, but a couple of problems. A, I don't really like big groups of people. Like, I really have a bad time when I go to events with like a lot of people in them. It's just socially not something I enjoy. Second, conferences are kind of boring. And if I don't want to, like, if I, when I hear, oh, you're invited to come to a conference, either you're going to watch people talk or you're going to get to talk on stage. It's not, uh, Again, I had that Spencer Scott urge to just do something different with my life. So I said, why don't we do something different? I said, what would I, what would be the, instead of just saying no, let me instead ask, what would be the event that I would love to go to? I'd be looking forward to. And I was like, oh, what I would want is just kind of like a summer camp for adults um, where it's kind of like a summer camp. Like I used to go in the summers to play at a basketball camp. So I love basketball. I would just go to something that's super fun. We're going to play. And then we hang out and we talk. Yeah, we do that after. But like the main thing is we're going to play and we're going to compete and we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and that all the guests, you know, it's a small number of guests, but that all of them are like the 20 most fascinating people I know. We tried it last year. It was amazing. Um, Mr. Beast, I, I tweeted out the thing. I said, here's my, my dream for an event. And I had three bullet points and I put out a Google form. And in that Google form, there was like 200 people replied of which 199 we did not invite to the event but one of them was mr beast and i didn't even know he followed us i thought it was a prank when i was like oh yeah sure your twitter handle is mr beast yeah sure wh- whatever and then his email was like a real name but it was kind of like a, a like a yahoo or something like that i was like ah, oh, this has got to be fake then i get a d so i don't even reply the next day he dms me says so are we doing this or what and i like you know spit out my drink and i was like oh shit oh okay yeah yeah we're doing this uh where do you live Oh, North Carolina? Funny coincidence. We're doing it there. And so <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to make this easy for him. And so we, we just so happened to be doing it in Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we, we went. You were there. It was a great time. There's 27 people. And we, we invited this uh, guy who trains a bunch of NBA stars like Kyrie Irving and Trey Young. And these guys, he tra- used to train Kobe. And he came down. He basically was like kind of the, our, our coach. And it was a bunch of out of shape, you know, Business people plus a couple of entertainers. So, like, you know, um, people from the, the entertainment world that, that joined as well. Anyways, it was a good time. So, this year we wanted to do it again, but we made, you know, came up with some differences. So, I was like, even less people. Last year we had 27 people. This year we cut it down to, I think, 17, um, which was we really only tried to have 15, but we, we ended up with 17. We, we said, well, we don't want to do it with the same exact group every single year because, again, the point of this is we're trying to rotate kind of like, you know, just people we, we want to use it as, as an excuse to meet people we want to meet. And, so, <laughs> and by the way, you forgot we all lived, or it was only two nights, but we all stayed in the same air. It was just a huge house. It was like a family's house that had all their like 
Like I, yeah. I shared a slumber. Party. I shared a I shared a bunk bed with Ramon and his son, and uh, <laughs> and then they had like a lake that we were swimming in. It was awesome. It was a crappy like inside house, but that's actually made it amazing. It made it really fun. Well, it was the best house in Raleigh, North Carolina, but that <laughs> says more about Raleigh, North Carolina than it does the house. So, so it was. Uh, so this year we were like, all right, we're doing it again, and um, we came up with kind of a dream guest list. Now, why did I say that Ben was the way that we got uh, the Airbnb guy to come? Because Ben somehow just like he is the Twitter API. Like he just consumes so much content that he know. I was like, you know, it's like a like an AI search. I was like who is a super interesting business person who also loves to play basketball? And he's like, oh, I think the Airbnb guy plays basketball every weekend. And I was like, how could you possibly know that? Well, and he owns the uh, San Antonio Spurs. He owns the San Antonio Spurs. And I was like, oh, wow. So uh, we reach out to Joe. Uh, Joe's assist- he finds me his email. I cold email him and I say, hey, you don't know me from, you don't know, you don't know, you, my name's Sean, but you don't know me from John. You know, here's the, here's this event that we're doing. I think you would really like it. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you. And he calls me and he's like, basically calls me, asks me some questions, but I could tell it's just like, are you in, are you like an insane person? Like, do I want to be around you for two days or not? And, um, and so he's coming, there's a, the guest list is kind of amazing. So I'm going to do a recap of it afterwards, but what a, what a thing to manifest. Uh, like, you know, Jess Ma came on the podcast and she said this thing. She, I was like, so you, you run a, a venture studio, an idea lab? Like, what do you call it? She's like, oh, no, I don't call it anything. She's like, I have a team of people that are like my little manifestation company. Like, if I want to make something happen, they just help me make it happen. Make it come, make it go from idea to a thing. And uh, now that's how I think about what me and Ben do. It's not like a holding co. It's like a manifestation co. It's what is the life we want to have? And then we just sort of make it so. And this is one thing that... <laughs> You know, I would want to have as my kind of like annual annual thing that I do. Yeah. Oh, but dude, I, uh, I got to tell you. So, this I'm flying out tomorrow, right? So I'm like, all right, I got to get my my haircut and my beard trim. I got to get I got to get. Yeah. Fresh. By the way, your haircut looks quite good. You should Thank do that you. more. But often. But you'll notice my hair might look good, but my beard looks untouched. Why is that? What happened? Let me tell you a little story. So this is a little. I, did, I didn't think that. <laughs> well, I think that, and <laughs> so I uh, I go to this barber shop. Normally, I have this guy who comes to my house, cuts my hair, and uh, as like a routine, so I don't need to think about it. But he couldn't come, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go to this place." I go and uh, this, I'm like, "Great, yeah, I got this big event. Just need a, you know, little standard f boy haircut, trim the beard a little bit, and uh, we're good, right?" He's like, "I don't do beards," and I was like, "Pretty sure I booked that." What do you mean? Um, he's like, "I was like, this is a barbershop, right? Like, what else do you do if not hair and beards?" He's like, "He's like, I just don't want to mess it up." And I was like, well, I also don't want you to mess it up, but I needed, uh, all right, whatever, weird, but okay. And then he's like, okay, what do you want for your haircut? I show him a picture and he starts doing it. And um, super nice guy. But I noticed that his hand is like really trembling while he's cutting my hair. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Um, I feel bad for him. But you know, Sam, I also feel bad for me because you don't want to get your haircut by somebody whose hand is trembling with the clippers. So I'm like, okay, this is now a high risk situation. I'm about to go to my biggest event of the year. I hired this vlogger guy to follow me around. I'm not trying to have an effed up haircut, but I put, I put my faith in this guy. We did it. The haircut turned out. Okay. I was like, you know what? Beer trim. Forget I ever said it. Not doing it. Um, and he's like, he, he, at the end, he goes, thank you so much. You were, you've been so kind to me. And I go, I didn't do anything. What do you mean? <laughs> I just sat here, got my haircut. He's like, I was so nervous. I have never done that haircut. 
And I was like, hey, man. What the hell? What? <laughs> Why are you telling me this afterwards? You got the most basic haircut that every guy ever has. I was has. like, this is the standard guy haircut. What do you mean? This is a barbershop. You work here, right? Like, did, did I just ask a customer to cut my hair? <laughs> most bizarre experience. He's like, I was so nervous. He's like, I've done one of these before. And I totally screwed it up. Bianca, she's amazing. He points at he points at this woman, Bianca. He goes, she had to fix it for me. She's so good with the clippers. And I'm like, then why did Bianca cut my hair? What's happening right now? You and should so, ask him if he wants to. You should tell him he should start a trash company. He'd fit right in. Outrageous experience, am I right? I was laughing so hard. I was like, what just happened to me? This is like a, a comedy skit. It's going to be Wednesday to Friday. Um, this is the I, I just got FOMO for the first time last night when I saw uh, that Joe was going to be there. I'm, I'm bummed I can't go. Hopefully you, you uh, do good and hopefully you get some good podcasts. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I'm just going to try to have a good time. Uh, that's my goal. No, or make I'm videos Gen that Z. get views. Bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the pod. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. Uh, I put my all in it like no days off. On the road, let's travel, never looking back. Like-